Quote Michael Corleone, let's listen to the song, but first let's listen to Godfather Minute. Hello everyone, I'm Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. And this is our weekly podcast where we discuss the Godfather, Godfather. minute by minute. minute. You know, it's funny, we were talking about liking to do chants, and so far we've mostly just talked in unison, which <laughs> we didn't even mention, which I guess is like a low-key chant. Yeah, it's so kind of was. I don't, you know, I don't know why we do it in unison. And we do it in that sort of I don't know that why real, like, lazy voice. It's kind of yeah. like that, uh, like the Family Feud crowd after they I reveal think, the answers. Yeah, when they're all Is reading that from the seventies where we got that? I, th- I guess so. Like yeah, seventies game shows when people would we would have to read something out loud together. together. You know, bowling I it, alley. I guess it's always that disappointed <laughs> voice because they didn't choose those answers. Yeah, they're true. reading the ones yeah. that they didn't get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's the dim-witted people in the Family yeah. Feud audience. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mo Green. <laughs> well, anyway, we are talking about minute 20. Minute 20 of Godfather. E minuto numero 20. E minuto numero 20. 20. 20? 20. 20. What's the first letter in that? I can't tell you the thing. Uh, B or v, v as in victory. 20. 20. 20. That's it. E minuto numero 20. E minuto numero 20. Very good. I'm getting, uh, it's getting, the, getting uh, better. Getting the hang of it. So by the when we get to the end of this, I'm gonna ask. I'll be you speaking to, fluent Italian. Full buddy. Italian, man. But I'm gonna ask you. To I'll be like Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> no. I'm gonna ask you to count down. Oh, boy. from the last number all the way back down. So you better hit those books. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, luckily, like Tom Hagen, I'm a giant nerd, so I don't mind mm-hmm. hitting. You spend a lot of time reading. <laughs> those that well, listen to the last bonus. The episode, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, so we are talking about minute 20 of The Godfather, and uh, it starts off with uh, Kay, mm-hmm. played by Dan Keaton, expressing astonishment that no. Michael knows <gasps> jo- the Johnny Fontaine, Johnny what? the Complain Fontaine. Johnny! <laughs> Did she scream too <laughs> when totally Johnny came? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Bef- before we go into it, uh, yes, I, I think I have solved one of the greatest Godfather mysteries by watching this minute. I love that show, Godfather Mysteries, with Don Corleone all solving crimes. <laughs> He's got the Sherlock Holmes magnifying glass. Tom, you're going to go to California to, to look into this mystery of this, this big shot Hollywood producer. But we've... So let me take it back. It's not really a Godfather mystery. It's a Godfather minute mystery. What? I'm telling you, I keenly observed I think this the biggest minute. mystery is what the Godfather minute mystery <laughs> even is. Well, you'll have to wait for the bonus no. material. No! <laughs> no! Uh, so one of the, the questions we've brought up in the last many minutes is, does Kay like her lasagna? <laughs> We still don't know the answer. Well, we do now. In the first few seconds of this, I I saw her plate and and, her, and she her plate was cleaned off. So, so, Alex, I believe that you think that's evidence. That's evidence that Kay likes her lasagna. Yeah. Hmm, I'm not sure though. What do you mean? Well, because for all we know, she was like, uh, you know, Michael finished his and was like, oh, oh are you gonna are you, are you gonna finish your lasagna, Kay? And then uh, and she said, yeah, I finished yeah, it. Yeah. I've, I've and he's like, there are certain things between men and women that have been going on. 
<laughs> I finished the lasagna. Ooh ha! <laughs> so yeah, that is good evidence, yeah. but not not. I wouldn't. I would call it circumstantial evidence. Okay. Not it's, you couldn't hang. You couldn't hang her. Well, is it culturally appropriate for Michael to reach across and start picking at this mm. this new this girl he kind of just met his, her lasagna? I don't know. Maybe, maybe wouldn't he yeah. just get more lasagna from wherever it's served from the waiters? Well, no, because he doesn't want the family to see that she didn't eat the lasagna, oh. because then they'd be they'd be like, "Oh, oh no, let's see the lasagna. What's wrong with my lasagna?" It's a bonnet <laughs> like in that. Cooks the totally <laughs> hands on. Well, that's tradition. <laughs> Clemenza taught him to, to cook yeah. lasagna. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, you love your little lasagna. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you say it? Why don't you say you, I love you to to mama?" Alternately, mm-hmm. she could have like when Michael was looking at. Um, at Johnny Fontaine, she could have like thrown the like thrown, oh. thrown the plate like the food over her shoulder or classic. like dumped it under the table or something like that. Oh so, boy! I mean, there are definitely some crumbs. Like you can see mm, some remnants of true. something, but there is definitely no entree left. Maybe she threw it over her shoulder, and then they should have shown Fredo eating it. Oh, respect. Or maybe maybe uh, she passed it off to Luca Brazzi, and that's why he has so much trouble delivering his speech. Oh, his mouth's all stuffed full of lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought it was your mouthful. <laughs> you want some coffee with that, my friend? My old friend Luca. So that is a, I, I appreciate your detective work. Mm-hmm. So it is uh, that, uh, I think we'll take that as a probably yes. Well, and I thinking back to earlier minutes, we, we thought that her... That question was symbolic. Do you like your lasagna as her entrance to the family? Like, do you, are you in with us or are you not? And mm-hmm. the fact that she ate the lasagna right. shows that <laughs> she is committing symbolic. to a life with this yeah. family. Well, with and also, the Sicilian thing. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, also, in this minute, there's a thing related to that because. Um, skipping ahead a little bit uh she's like how do you know johnny fontaine he's like well he my father helped him out with his mm-hmm, career and she's mm-hmm. like how did he like what did he do michael she seems kind of like puzzled and isn't like how on earth would a olive oil distributor help out you know so does mm-hmm. she know does she how f- much does she suspect what this is at this stage like, like how if she's like let's just say zero is oh my gosh they're totally innocent of every crime mm-hmm. possible and 10 is like oh my gosh this is a powerful crime crime family that's gonna cut off a horse's head hmm. where is she on the at suspicion this point, scale where johnny right? fontaine arrives yeah right um she ate the lasagna where did they meet i'm not even sure i have to look back mm, in the book yeah well just wondering if they met a mixer uh, yeah Maybe at a Bobby Sox concert. I mean, that Johnny Fontaine backstage. Oh, no, and then she would already know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say pretty ignorant, sort of close to two. So when she's saying, like, how did she help? She's genuinely puzzled. She's yeah. not oh, like, absolutely. She's not yeah. like, wait a minute. Like, well, and because if you think about it, even, well, yeah, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say two. I mean, she just doesn't know. Okay. And Michael at this point is. Not estranged from the family, but he he went into the Marines. He's definitely the black his, sheep. He's, he's definitely the, the, sheep the and, olive green sheep of the family. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it would probably be harder for Kay to know at this point because Michael is really not related to the family business. You think this, yeah, this is the first time she's really getting exposed to it. Yeah. So I guess if you were Michael, you wouldn't say like, you know, do we talk about this? That he's not like, listen, this is awkward, but my family's really, you know hooked up if you know what I well, mean. Well, I think he's about to in the next minute when he explains right. but, the story. But, but even before the, coming to the wedding or while well, they were dating or we don't really know how long they were we dating don't know. or anything like that. No. So. 
I'll look back in the book for next right. time to see if there's information about that. Yeah. But no, I, I think she's ignorant about it. Uh, also, and uh, I brought this up yesterday, but I noticed it today uh, too. When Kay and Michael are having their conversation, Paulie is once again lurking in the background. Really, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, totally lurking. <laughs> so I'm wondering if he's like, "Well, I'm not in the movie very long, so if I want to make an impression, I got to be in like every shot that I." You can mean be the in. actor or the character? The actor. Well, oh. yeah, the actor is like, you know, like so, uh, you know so he's he's in the background of the scenes. Fortunato, all that. <laughs> cheese and pasta if I could get over onto that plate or maybe Polly ate the oh, lasagna that's true. he's a stupid jerk <laughs> yeah that's right he, that's why he he wanted the lasagna all along that's why he called his friend a stupid jerk because his friend was throwing him sandwiches oh, that he, he didn't want he wanted to lose his appetite yeah <laughs> why am I gonna eat these sandwiches yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so keep your eye out there if you're mm-hmm. watching at home for Paulie once again lurking in Boy, the back. I mean, this is the stuff when you're watching it a minute at a time that you notice more so than if you're just watching it straight through because you're yeah. more focused on like people talking. And, stuff. and we encourage you, the listeners, to watch this a minute along with us too because you'll see uh, scenelets. You'll see scenelets. <laughs> make observations that we've, we haven't made too. And you're, totally true. Please let us know on Facebook too. Yeah. Go to the, go to Fredo Corleone's Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse nightclub and, uh, and let us know anything we missed. Mm-hmm. Although frankly, I do that always, I will admit that that always like, it always wounds me a bit. Mm-hmm. Like having done Star Wars and oh, someone's yeah. like, you guys never even mentioned this I character. Know. And I'm like, how on earth did we miss that? And, I, you know, yeah. it's human nature. You gotta, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. So go ahead. Sure. I, I, sh- I should have to, mm-hmm. you know, have some humility and, yeah. I can't see everything. We want so. to crowdsource this In fact, experience. We purposely don't mention stuff just so you guys can participate. That's right. <laughs> Now you sound like uh, John Lovitz, who we mentioned in a previous yeah. episode, because he was in the wedding scene. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, Mama in is fact. a good singer. <laughs> in fact, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, so apparently this scene uh, was, okay, so did we get to Johnny Fontaine singing? Johnny, yeah. So in the previous minute, Mama and the crowd called Johnny Fontaine up to the bandstand area. Mm-hmm. To sing a song, and at first he's doing the right thing, saying, "Oh no, he's yeah, being he's humble, lightly deferring." But of course, he accepts. Did he, he expect to. it? Did he go oh, there I'm, expecting to be like, "Oh, they're probably going to ask me to sing"? Like, I'm, you know, using that little atomizer yeah. to spray his throat. Yeah. You know, his voice is weak. His voice is very weak. It's weak. Yeah. Um. So he, I uh, think he expected it. He's a he's a movie. He's a big movie star singer. Yeah. Yeah. So so the question I had was when uh, Al Martino. That's his name, right? Mm, who's that? The, the the guy who's the actor who plays uh, Johnny Fontaine. Oh, we haven't talked about it. I didn't look that up. Oh, really? Oh, no. you didn't know that? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think we've talked about the actor playing Johnny Fontaine. Just that Johnny Fontaine was supposed to be. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, not, well, yeah. I guess there's a lot of Johnny Frank Sinatra. Yeah, we have a lot, a lot of Johnny to go. Showed up, but um, it made me wonder if he um, purposely sang not as good in the scene because his voice is supposed to be weak. Oh, wow. Does I, he not sing well? Well, I don't know. It seems very good to me, yeah. but, uh, you know, I didn't want to, mm. I guess if he was really going to be like, oh, Peter Brady it and like, oh, my one true heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That would have been, well, I kind of would have liked that. I but, think that's uh, why all the girls were screaming. Right. Because his, his voice was weak. And like, ah, that's terrible, Johnny. Um, yeah, so this whole thing is apparently inspired by, um, 
Tony Bennett mm, played okay. at a wedding of a noted gangster Salvatore Banano. He oh. sang at his wedding where there were all crime families there. And, oh, and so I guess that they, this was not from Frank Sinatra. This yeah. was a little little Tony Bennett here, a little Frank well, Sinatra there. And doesn't the so actor sort of look like Tony Bennett? He looks more like Tony Bennett than he yeah, does. I think he looks uh, a he lot like Frank him. Sinatra. He has that round face, yeah. Uh, yeah. same hair. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, um, yeah. So yeah. the song. I have but one heart. Is that what the song is? That was the name of the song, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, it was published in 1945, so this would have been a current song. Oh, neat. This would have been like the latest, you know, Total Request Live, American Top mm-hmm. 40 current hit. <laughs> you think everyone was like, was he debuting this song here? Or is he is this like his current single that he's promoting? <laughs> he's you know. doing the promotional circuit. I'm doing the wedding. <laughs> and doing this uh, Jeleno <laughs> and, and so I, on. My guess is... And being a musician, sometimes you strategically pick a song based on your current strengths. Knowing that his voice was weak, I wonder if he picked something that was a little easier to sing. Oh, that would make sense. He originally was just going to do roll, roll, roll your bow gently down the street. Something really easy. Just get in there, get out. (laughs) And then get into the Godfather office, make your request. And the beauty of Row, 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 Your Boat is you get the audience involved. Exactly. And then it just turns yeah. into like an endless, you know, then he can walk away and leave the audience trapped in an endless oh, that's <laughs> chain of Row, 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 Your Boats. <laughs> Although how about this strategy? It's mm-hmm. sort of the reverse. He sings his most popular song so that everyone is singing along so that he doesn't have to sing ah. so much. Kind of like the Beatles during the height of Beatlemania. They yeah. couldn't even hear them, so they didn't even right. have to really sing. So he was doing like Sweet Caroline because that always exactly. gets people yeah. that's that's yeah. it. sweet connie <laughs> sweet connie of mine sweet connie of mine uh-huh. do we already talk about the so good part <laughs> i don't remember if we sure talked if we about did. that i am on record as being i hate the fact that people sing so good so good so good in sweet Carol. and i agree with you but i'm going to ask you why do you hate that um, well, it's funny because it's contradictory. I mm-hmm. I don't like it because it's not in the original song. I don't yeah. know where it came from. I don't know. But this totally contradicts the thing I was saying earlier about how I liked how Italian traditional folk songs evolve over time. But, because yeah. clearly this is a case of people, the, the people adding something to an established song. So I should like it because it's the song is evolving as it becomes a yeah. communal property. But mm-hmm. uh, So are you rescinding your, your uh, <laughs> judgment of it not being how you hate it? I uh, out of five stars, how do you rate that? So good, so good part addition to the song. Personally, I will say I don't like it, but okay. I will grudgingly allow people to do it. Okay, but here's the thing: I want people to admit that it's not officially part of the song and that it is an improvisation. Okay, how, should, how would they do that? Everyone should sign a waiver when they go to the ballpark. <laughs> sign a waiver that says yes. I realize we were not performing the song accurately, and then I'll be like, okay, have fun. Do whatever you want. Sing in a Gata de Vida over the song. I don't, or instead I don't, of all that paperwork, they could just add it to that part. So, good times never seem so good. So good, not a part of the original song. <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. A little tighter. But yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that, that, uh, that mm-hmm. uh, compromise. So, Alex, if yes. you were John, I have a question for personal. Can I ask you a personal question? Personal question? Mm-hmm. All right, sure. Well, I mean, Sock we, to me. If you were Johnny Fontaine mm-hmm. and you were called to the stage, what song would you sing? What would you do? What would you do? 
1945 or is it Ooh, now? Three-part question. It's ni- first is it's 1945. 1945. Well, I don't know a huge amount of songs mm-hmm. from that era. Mm-hmm. So um, let's go with um, <laughs> um, a song from the 30s. Would you sing the song that was just performed? The Cella Luna Mezzomare. Well, no, because that Italian would totally trip me up. I would have to. I would do the <laughs> well, Prego. I'd do the Prego commercial You would just call version. up all the guests though, to sing it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Nazarene, get up there and sing. Yeah, and then I would go in and talk to the, the Don about my you request. You would sing all the Italian, all the... 70s and 80s commercials that were used. I got my Italian. I'll right. shut up you face. <laughs> oh, do you remember it? You, oh, totally. Really? Yeah. You, you don't remember that. I'll I, shut up your face. You don't remember that. <laughs> I actually bought that song on iTunes. I oh bought the gosh. song. I'll shut up you that face. That is awesome. I'm a well-known lover of novelty mm-hmm. songs. So, so is that an Italian song? It sounds like it's it. a, it's like a suit of the guy is Italian. Mm-hmm. But and, and it's done in a kind of Chico Marx kind of Italian, mm-hmm. which I guess is the way, unfortunately, we mostly are doing yeah. this Italian. But, uh, you know, so uh, that's what you'd pick. That's what I would pick. OK, now it's nice. Because everyone in the audience would be like, ah, shut up, you face. When I got yeah, to that part. It's like a, and it's funny. It's a novelty song. It mentions song. mama in it. That's true. How could you not? How could they not like it? OK, now it's when was the movie filmed? Uh, 72. 72. So now it's 1972. Oh. And you have to pick a song to sing. What would it be? I'd probably do Dazed and Confused by Led Zeppelin. Really? <laughs> yeah. People love that. But you still have that old 1940s band back that's in the makes. Up. That's the hook. That's what makes it original. <laughs> and I would do the 20 minute, the 20 oh minute. Oh my Imagine gosh. Playing a Led Zeppelin song with that, with the clarinets. <laughs> <laughs> and the accordions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, no, if for real, if I was really seriously, yes. if I was singing at a wedding, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd probably do, well, I love the Beatles, and mm-hmm. so I'd probably do a Beatles song, like, um, everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey. Really? You'd pick <laughs> something that, like, that deep cut? Yeah, something that, you know, come that's, on, come on, get well, everyone true. up it is, it is a danceable song. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> the band knows it. Yeah, that's true. But it probably wouldn't even be a band. It would just be a karaoke. Um, what would you do? Hmm. Oh, wait, so what do I do now? A current? A, yeah, it's a wedding now. It's, um, I think I'll yeah, go back to I'll show up your face. <laughs> it all comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like a dance remix. <laughs> remix! <laughs> would you auto tune your voice or would you try to go? Well, old I probably school? would have to because my voice, it's, it's weak. It's weak, it's right? Weak. Yeah. So you can sing like a man. <laughs> You'll never know. I don't know why Lou Rawls is the voice I went to for because he has a deep voice. Anyway, had a deep voice. He's deceased. Yeah. So, what about you? What would I sing? Well, you'd want to go for a crowd pleaser, mm-hmm. something big. Now, you some... are a performing musician, so you probably have more. You probably would not go with something as goofy as "I shut up in your face." Yeah, I would want to go with something that's that a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. Upbeat. Don't say "Sweet Caroline." No, I wouldn't do "Sweet Caroline." Or maybe I would do Sweet Caroline. <laughs> so don't say Sweet Caroline. Well, I might do Sweet Caroline, but then where everyone is shouts so yeah. good, so You'd good. Stop it. I would. Well, no, I wouldn't stop it because then it would be even more highlighted as everyone shouted so right. good, so good. No, I, no, but I mean, you'd be like, stop, stop. Yeah, like, I would be like <laughs> calling attention to the fact that you're stopping. I would insist. Stop I would, the execution. I would yeah, stop everything. I would yeah. shut down the whole wedding anytime anyone started going into yeah. that. That is not. Actually, yeah. no, it'd be better if the band was still doing the vamping in the back. <laughs> you're like listen everyone i'm gonna do sweet caroline but no one say so good it's not a part of the song 
<laughs> it's so funny no matter what song you pick the band has to do that so to answer your question seriously yes. i mean seriously i'm at a wedding now and okay. someone has asked me to sing right. no i would joke. do um uh the side so would have the band start and i would go into Pop goes the weasel. I mean, yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. People would start singing. Is Frank Pantangeli at the wedding, you think? Oh, great question. Because, I mean, he's, he's... He should be there. Yeah, I mean, if if all these... Because God, Godfather ca- 2 only takes place a couple years afterward. Yeah. And you don't jump into the family And he knows he's friends age. with Clemenza. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he moves into the house when they move out. So he's got to be there. Yeah, he just unless got, he's, he's got to be there. Unless there's something with business that he's a business, business that's keeping so him away. So I feel like they should have digitally put him back in. Oh, into, really? Into Godfather. I thought you being the, the yeah. traditional, the Star Wars traditionalist, you're not into. No, but I would make it so. I wanted so that it was like you, like they would put make no effort into making it look like he's actually there. Oh, really? Like he'd be all like cut out and like oh. just scenes from the Godfather 2. Like, oh, you know, gosh. he'd be like, you know. You know, just doing the exact same stuff. (laughs) They'd have to put him waiting to speak to the Don. Yeah. And he doesn't get in. That's why he's really pissed when Godfather 2, he's waiting for Michael. (laughs) He got me waiting in the lobby. Even Bonasar got in before me. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Cheech Laporte. Yeah, so I think Cheech is probably, is Cheech at the wedding? Do we see him at the Mm. wedding? Is he in the first movie? He is. Oh, he is, yeah. Um, no, he's not in the first movie. He oh, is. he is. He takes. He's one of the assassins in the yeah, end. Yeah, maybe he's the one of the ones who kills. He might kill. He shoots uh, the guy in the revolving door. Oh, okay. He gets the shave. Classy. He gets the oh, shave before right. he does it. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Yeah. He always a snappy dresser, that chief. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Whole lot of snappy dresses. <laughs> okay, so down. you have. So what did you say? You so Sweet Caroline for the uh, mob. Pop goes the weasel. Okay. Yeah. For, uh, all, for all three eras? All three. <laughs> okay. I'm sticking with Pop goes the weasel. I would have to. Refresh myself on the lyrics. Yeah. Do you know the lyrics to Pop Goes the Weasel? Um, I just know the chorus. The real Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> That's the, the real chorus. lyrics are like totally like from like medieval times. How do you know stuff. this? I was. It's some dumb trivia. I absorbed so much dumb trivia over the wow. years. That's something it's to do really with that like, old the song. It's like from like the like the fifteen hundreds or something. Oh my gosh! Or, so or it was some. played on lutes, bards, traveling bards played it on lutes. You know, I'm now I'm, uh, now I'm. Uh, it's funny to imagine <laughs> bards going around strumming. There's something about like tools in it. Like wow. there's something about like the, there's a weasel running around on a on a desk on like a, a work table, okay. and there's tools and some stuff. And and uh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna look it up. You know, what? we'll we'll do, I'll look it up in in the break, and we'll 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 go into further detail on the bonus content okay. about uh, about pop goes the weasel <laughs> so well. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Uh, I got some stuff. Okay, go ahead. Sock it to me. Okay. So in so we're in minute twenty. So minute twenty, second thirty-four. <laughs> okay. I'm all about archive. I doubt anyone is going to be doing it as precisely as we are. But go ahead, <laughs> audience, go check it out. Yeah. There's a quick shot and and pan, Paul. very very yeah. quick, of a young of girls watching Johnny mm-hmm. as he sings. One of the girls screams, and then when she screams, she puts both hands on the side of her head. She mm-hmm. goes, ah, puts her standard, hands. Like, standard. Well, that's that's why I bring it up. It reminded me of Beatlemania. Mm-hmm. 
And this is not too many, at least the filming of this is not too many years after Beatlemania. So was that shot and, and girls reaction influenced by Beatlemania or did that physical reaction take place like for thousands of years when, when women were excited by an alpha male who was showing off. I'm going to guess that it was probably, I'm going to guess that Bobby Soxers probably really did do that. That same thing. So yeah. They put their hands. I mean, there's only on the so feather. many things you can do while you're shrieking during a concert. <laughs> like, you know, at some point you're going to put your hands on your face. Like, so I, I feel like, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of inevitable. So, but, so or, or do you want to give Johnny Fontaine credit for popularizing the, the girls having their hands on their face? I mean, I'm, the way the girls react at the beginning of the scene, uh, they're clearly uh, font. What would you say, Fontana maniacs? Fontana maniacs. Fontana maniacs. <laughs> Fontana maniacs. Yeah, they are the grips of Fontana mania. <laughs> yeah. Thus, they are Fontana maniacs. Yeah. So I guess it's it's not just him. It's Beatles. It's Johnny Fontaine. It's yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Right. It's Justin Bieber. It's yeah. everyone. Who's been big? Although you have to figure, for much of human history, it was probably very unusual to have groups of girls, yeah. like involved in this kind of a thing. So, yeah, just part of the reason, it, why like pre-pop history, I yeah, mean, even yeah. in medieval ages. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they may have had um, like lance contests and on horses, knights. Would you have girls screaming? Probably not. Know. It doesn't, no. doesn't seem like it. Yeah. It seems like a It only modern... doesn't seem like that because of in movies. <laughs> you don't see that. But like, can you imagine a group of women like the Civil War, group of girls in the Civil War era doing that or like during the American Revolution or something? No. I mean, I'm sure girls would scream, but, the, but a mass of girls screaming like that. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. yeah it must be modern. Yeah. But by all Definitely accounts, that's century. kind of what was very unique about it was that it was, and that was kind of like all these uh, social, you know, people who study society are like, oh, this gave, you know, girls a, a outlet to express and scream and yell, which is something they weren't mm. normally allowed to do because mm. women were expected to be proper and, and yeah. you know, keep everything in. So that's why they're like, let's just go to the Beatles concert and just scream like an excuse to just really? kind of like, or not, not consciously, but they're saying that this is just like, that was one of the draws. Yeah. It was they just like just a play. They can just crazy. totally cut loose and wow. shriek and, 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 and do all the stuff. And, awesome. uh, and, uh, you know, so, Anyway. Well, have you, Alex, can Survivor. I ask you another personal question? Yes. Have you ever been so excited to see someone that you had that kind of reaction? You put your hands on the side of your face, you screamed. Probably as a kid. I can't imagine mm-hmm. doing it as an I can't imagine getting that excited as an adult. <laughs> it's really hard Even to as imagine a kid, what would, would. Would it be like Christmas? You opened yeah. the present and yeah, you just, saw that the, Chaser the, Yoda. The Home Alone, <laughs> like hands on the side. Of, maybe uh, he popularized it. Uh, oh, Home maybe, alone. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I imagine when I was a kid, I probably did it. If so. there were a band or performer or someone yeah. famous that you were to see that would cause that reaction, who would it be? Oh, as an adult uh, see i can imagine being like oh my god i can't believe i'm with this like oh my god i bumped yeah. into elvis costello or whatever yeah but i can't imagine being so <laughs> so excited that i would put my hands on the side yeah. of my face <laughs> and scream Although, you know i'm gonna start trying that now when i'm excited i'm gonna try to consciously put my hands on my face to see if it you know Do they it. say if you they say if you stand with your legs across, your mm-hmm. legs spread, and your hands on your hips mm-hmm. like a superhero. Mm-hmm. If you do that for two minutes a day, it improves your self-esteem. Interesting. Because you're, you're standing in a confident way. That, like, wow. That's what they say. But Does it have to be a consecutive two minutes? Um, probably. Hmm. Probably for it to stick. Because I do that to stretch my lower back. Yeah. 
but I don't do it like, purposely in the pose of a superhero. Yeah. But it's, I, it's a long time. What well, I'll do sometimes if I'm waiting to like, if I'm waiting for uh, somebody or something, I'll be like, okay, this is a good time to stand. Cause it's so rare. You're just standing somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Like, these days. And not, you yeah. know, not talk, not like, or not be, I get on your phone. Yeah. Exactly. So you might as well just stand there like Superman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so you're going to try to start. I'm going to try putting my hands on the ex- side of my face to, to see if that makes things more exciting. Okay. I mean, they say if you smile, deliberately smile you will mm. be happier hmm, interesting that, that that causes yeah happiness fake it till you make it mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> yeah um so do you have anything else i want only yeah. other thing i have for minute 20 uh, has to do with michael mm-hmm. um he um he's a captain mm-hmm. he left the army as a as a marine as a captain did mm. we already discuss that or mention mm, that? Don't remember. Okay, because I was well, I Maybe. never knew what his rank was. Mm-hmm. So he's a captain, and uh, I learned that he um, got out of the Marines because he was wounded, mm. and uh, they they're like, "Oh, you can go home because you're you're you know." Oh, because he was he was uh, discharged. Hon- yeah, honorably he's honorably discharged, discharged and with a purple heart. Apparently. Uh, Don Corleone was pulling some strings and had paid off the doctor to exaggerate how serious Michael's oh, injury was to have to get him to come home. Oh, wow. So uh, that's how far his influence yeah. went. So that's I wonder how he like, I mean, obviously, you know, senators and people oh, yeah. like that. So did he say like, oh, find yeah. the doctors? <laughs> like, it's like such a long chain of command to pass an order down. That's how strong Don Corleone's influence is. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every, every, Every level, there's going to yeah. be some type of, uh, I don't know, what you call it, entropy, like a miscommunication yeah, yeah. or a di- just, diluting yeah. of the order. Yeah. That'd be great. Like gets, you have telephone by the time he gets it. He's yeah. like, you know. <laughs> by the time it gets to Michael, it's like, well, it says here I'm supposed to uh, give you a telephone g- sandwich. Yeah. Or g- <laughs> yeah. Give you a new special <laughs> ammunition or. Yeah, something about his foot. Give you new <laughs> sneakers. Yeah. Although I like the idea that it's directly from like, Don Corleone tells like Luca Brazzi, go make this happen. Oh, like, yeah. He's in like Japan and Luca Brazzi <laughs> suddenly shows up in a big trench coat and he's yeah. like, either your name or yeah. uh, your brains are going to be on this <laughs> yeah. discharge paper. Or it's Tom Hagen because as we know, Tom Hagen gets sent on oh, missions of, of Why influence. Why am I going to Iwo Jima? <laughs> yeah. getting on the next plane to Iwo Jima. <laughs> There's this hotshot doctor out in the field. We'll show him. <laughs> He's like, well, well, how will, uh, well, how, why will he do this for Michael? Well, you make him an offer to can't refuse. <laughs> oh, I <can. laughs> So I have a, an interesting note. So yes. as you know, Alex, I have Francis Ford Coppola's personal production notes. Wow. I've got my hands on them. Huh. And in the margin, I didn't ask where you got those notes from. <laughs> Not even a plaque. <laughs> Not even a statue. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, in the, in the margin, he wrote, about Johnny. So Johnny Fontaine coming is a big deal. Yeah. And he, and Coppola wrote how to put forth truly that Johnny is a movie star. Should we cast the only movie? Should we cast the only star in the movie? Eddie Fisher. Then, then Eddie Fisher all in caps. So it's hard to interpret, but I'm thinking he's asking himself or putting up an idea down that maybe no, or that none of the actors should be famous actors. Hmm. And just cast Johnny Fontaine as the only recognizable person to really make it stand out that he is a, a celebrity. Hmm. Does that make any sense? Well, I think I think 
uh, I think that would be too 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 much of a thing to say we're going to cast the whole movie around <laughs> know, this yeah. one tiny part. Yeah. But I could see them saying like he's the only one playing, like he'd be playing himself, yeah, as as opposed to Al Martino mm-hmm. playing this character. So yeah. that would be kind of a weird. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about Eddie Fisher? Eddie Fisher? Mm-hmm. Sure. Eddie Fisher is uh, the father of Carrie Fisher, Princess mm-hmm. Leia. He was a... Uh, so, so, Darth Vader? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eddie Fisher is Darth Vader. If Darth Vader had come to that wedding... That really would have been a... That would have really changed things. What would he have sung? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, every breath you take? I'm trying to think of some <laughs> song with breathing in it. He definitely... He def, his voice is definitely weak. <laughs> he goes to see the Godfather. My voice is weak. <laughs> Tom Corleone grabs him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. What are you, your black suit wearing freak? <laughs> you spend time with your family? No. <laughs> I try. I just told my son that I'm his father. Oh, what does that mean? You gotta, you gotta spend time. You should spend time with that kid, Luke Skywalker. His his father's a, a nice guy. <laughs> no, I am his father. <laughs> oh, weird. So one more thing, yes. and I know this is crossing over into the into your world. Did you Star ask me about Wars. Eddie Fisher just to bring up the Darth Vader? No, thing? no, <laughs> this is. I wasn't even going to ask you <laughs> okay. about Eddie Fisher. Yeah. So, question one: What would Darth Vader? What favor would Darth Vader ask Don Corleone? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not taking it all seriously. I'm like, well, it really depends on what era Darth Vader you're talking about. Is this Empire well, Darth well, Vader? Well, it's also Don Corleone's earthly powers. So yeah, like, what can he really do for Darth Vader? <laughs> I think he would want him to um, uh, allow his son to stay in the country so that he can continue to train him. Mm. So that's what okay. I, that's what I think he's excellent. Kinda, yeah, my boy, he's a he's a good kid. He just got mixed up with these rebels. I want you to help me straighten him out. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Have him uh, have a doctor say that his foot is injured, so he gets kicked out of the Jedi. Oh, so he becomes just a farmer. Know. No, his hand is injured. So then his hand, his hand gets cut off. Good. The whole reason was just to get him out of the to get yeah. him out of Jedi training. Yeah. You got a Purple Heart, for Luke, for that? <laughs> or I guess he wasn't on, he wasn't on like rebel business when he got uh, his hand cut getting, off. Well, he was, wasn't he? Because he, he had already flown an X-wing and blown up the, the Death Star, so he's technically a, a well, rebel. Well, I know, but man. this is almost like he didn't, he was supposed to go, <laughs> anyway, we're getting way off the track here, but he was supposed to go meet the rebels at the rendezvous point and instead uh, went on this oh, other mission. So, yeah, he was. He went rogue, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think you get, you get dishonorably But he was fighting uh, the head of the, of the Empire yeah. guy. Yeah. He'll punch back in before he fought him. <laughs> <laughs> so could you sign my time card just yeah. to prove that we had this fight? So I can All right, you know, we'll give you Purple Heart. We're not giving you time and a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, all right then. So I guess that... Uh, so so yeah. Eddie, anything else about Eddie Fisher? Um, Carrie Fisher's father, was he Was he a producer? He was a, He was like a uh, singer and singer. movie star Got and uh, famously mm-hmm. uh, left his wife, Carrie Fisher's mother, for Liz Taylor. Oh, that's right. I remember so, that. Uh, yep. so it was, it was the, the big celebrity scandal of its, mm-hmm. of its time. So, well. I do have one little point that I want to reference the book. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about how the crowd felt about Johnny. Clearly, yeah. they love him. But Some the, the book, the, yeah, not Carlo. Yeah. <laughs> they should have got to Carlo, like his teeth grinding <laughs> yeah. in the corner. <laughs> He's like bossing the hell, the, the waiters Puts around. His fist, like, like to the wall. <laughs> so this is from, this is from the book. Uh-huh. And there's a little background about the, the scene here. So page 34, Puzza writes, they were all proud of him. 
He, he was of them, and he had become a famous singer, a movie star who slept with the most desired women in the world. And yet he had shown proper respect for his godfather by traveling 3,000 miles to attend this wedding. He still loved old friends like Nino Valente. Many of the people there had seen Johnny and, and Nino singing together when they were just boys, when no one dreamed that Johnny Fontaine would grow up to hold the hearts of 50 million women in his hands. Nice. Yeah. Not literally. No. 50 million women. Does wow. that mean there are only 100 million people in the country at this time? Hmm. It's actually... 1946? actually sounds like... Well, also it could be international. Hmm. So yeah. I feel like there was probably less than 100 million in 1945. Really? Yeah. I think when I was in high school, there were 250 million. That was in the 80s, 80s, 90s. Anyway, that, uh, so, no. uh, so for the bonus content, the two things you have to look forward to is the lyrics to Pop Goes the Weasel, and I'm going to look up the uh, population of the world in America in 1945. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for those exciting factoids. No, no, don't look them up yourself. Don't look, don't look them up, up yourself. No, 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 no. I got to do it for you. I yeah. got to do it for you. So, um, all right, then. So, yeah, so minute 20 ends with uh, Michael starting to tell the story of Johnny Fontaine. Mm-hmm. It ends on a cliffhanger there. About and don't so. forget, we, we solved the mystery, Kay. I believe Kay likes her lasagna. She's yes. in. If you look in the rest of the scene, she's, like, constantly, like, burping. Yeah. She's, like, mm-hmm. burping up the lasagna. Yeah. So she's like, ooh, I'm yeah. sorry, Michael. That lasagna. <laughs> That's the, a sum of spicy meatball. <laughs> Although you do see Paulie in the back of that last mm. shot with, with lasagna stains on his suit. <laughs> Spaghetti so. hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> no wonder jerk. Clemenza wants to get rid of Paulie because he's, he's hijacking every scene. He's apparently, oh, Paulie won't see him though. He was actually, Clemenza was saying that line to Francis Ford Coppola because Coppola's saying, we got to get Paulie out of all these shots. Oh, yeah. Paulie won't, he's, you won't see him no more. Yeah, so that's how Minute 20 ends. And uh, so we'll be back next week. And uh, until next time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, if you want to f- become a Patreon supporter to hear the rest of the show, you can do that. Uh, Godfather. No, no. Uh, Patreon.com slash Godfather Minute. That's it. And uh, we're also on Twitter mm-hmm. at Godfather Minute. Check us out there. And um, and can, is there, Alex, is there a place where fans can leave posts and interact with us? No. What do you mean? Oh, there's no, no uh, web page? No... Um you mean like some kind like of a gathering, like a, gathering, like a MySpace page, something where where people can leave comments and connect with their friends. Well, I guess if they content. want to do that, they can go to Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub mm, on okay. Facebook. Okay, is that what you're referring yeah. to? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally that's right. That. That's the only place you're respected. Mm-hmm. TM. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, yes, we'll see you there. And until then, take leave the, the gun. Leave the take. Oh. Godfather, Godfather minute. minute.